0: Up squad, it's Maddie, aka Mads Tads on Instagram. As some of you probably know me better that way, I'm so excited you stumbled upon my podcast so I can take you outside the four walls that is Soul Cycle and into the world beyond the bike. Former Hollywood Executive Assistant turned Master Instructor at SoulCycle, I'm here to tell you all the wild stories that took me on the journey to get to where I am today and hopefully how we're going to get to our next best versions of ourselves. Stick around. It's going to be a wild ride. This is Mads Tads Beyond the Bike. Ah, okay. Episode 9? When it's episode 10, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be like, we're really doing it. Um, Okay, I'm trying to have clear and concise thoughts, but my brain is surging. So putting out content every week for this podcast has been really awesome, and I'm excited because I always talk about consistency and how important it is when it comes to getting to where you want to be and being successful in life. Lately, I've kind of felt like I am struggling to speak from the heart and stay authentic with it because I still feel like I have this like looming overarching deadline so I was walking around my apartment I got back from class I went to berries. I did whatever and I was invited to speak at Suffolk again this time to their business and marketing department before I had talked to the ADPR which is like advertising and PR and In there, they were like, you know, we usually have somebody do a PowerPoint, whatever, um, but we really want you to just come and talk and tell your story. Tell your story. And more often than not, this is one of the questions I get asked or it's people are so intrigued by my story. And I love that. It is 100% what makes me who I am and how I got to where I am and all of the things. However, I feel like it's painted as this pretty kind of cool thing when in actuality, it was an absolute fucking mess. Seriously though. And if I am so lucky that this podcast has made its way to LA and perhaps people I used to hang out with or see or date or whatever, I bet they're nodding their head right now like, yep, that girl was an absolute train wreck. Um, And I was just in the shower and I was just talking to myself and I was talking out loud and I was like, oh my God, I wish I could bring my mic in the shower because it was just like flowing. But honestly... I cared so much more about like evading the velvet rope of the hottest new club and being seen with the coolest people and getting to party my tits off really than I did about my well-being, my job, or my future. Like I just had zero purpose and I was just living to live out there. And while it's not all bad and it's not all (laughs) like – not positive. That's like a double negative, but I struggle with two things, right? I had to have that part of my life and who I was then in order to make the transformation to who I am now. So sometimes I get sad and I, I think about my business and what I'm doing now. And I'm like, gosh, Maddie, like if you had only been thinking like this years ago, where would you be now? like literally probably sitting on a beach in Tahiti with like my own some kind of invention or company with my brain and willpower that I have now. And I, I spin myself in circles thinking about it, but then I just have to accept the fact that I got to own my mess. I love this concept. I heard Scott Miller talk at the Rise Conference and he has this whole concept of owning your mess, owning who you are. And that, When I really started to step into owning my mess and being like, yeah, dude, like I really was a huge fuck up in a lot of ways in Los Angeles. And there are a lot of things I wish I had done differently, but then, you know, it's like that divine timing. Maybe I wouldn't be who I am today. Maybe I wouldn't be in Boston. Maybe I wouldn't be a master instructor at SoulCycle. All the things that I love and I am so, so grateful and so freaking blessed to be now, I don't know if I'd be this girl if I had not had such kind of like a tumultuous and honestly pretty dark past. And that is to say, I feel like when we own our mess and we step into the fact that, you know, we have a really crazy past and yes, there's a lot of darkness, but again, like you can't have light without the darkness and I truly think that the more crap the more shit you've been through, the better you are as a coach, a leader, a storyteller, because you've you've seen it and it, it makes you, you can't fake it. You have to figure out your way through it and you have to figure out how, you have to figure out how to own your mess. And if you don't, then you're never going to grow into who you truly are, who you truly are meant to become. I think that that in itself is one of, the biggest secrets to success is being able to pull the curtain back. I always think of the scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy gets to the land of Oz and, you know, the great and powerful Oz and she pulls back the curtain and it's just this little dinky man that's controlling everyone and doing all this stuff. And I think of our ourselves like that. Like until we can pull back the curtain and really dissect the parts of us that we're ashamed of, or really the the darkness. Until we can step into that and start really understanding it, the why's behind it, and 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 healing it, then you're just gonna stay stuck in that guilt, in that shame, in whatever it is that is bringing you down. If you don't actually step into or step out uh, rather from behind the curtain because let's face it, so often we are just so scared. We're scared shitless to have people see our deepest, darkest secrets, our truest selves, our biggest messes, or rather our bathroom floor moments that are so awful and so just guttural, painful even. But I find that when we start to lift the veil and we actually start to talk about them and put them out there and not shy away from them and almost like make them this secretive thing. Like we're playing hide and seek like shot with our shadow self of like what the dark parts of us that we want to hide. Cause we think people will feel a certain way about us or judge us or, you know, shun away from us. Or, I mean, that seems like an antiquated thing to say, but I think you understand what I'm getting at. That's, that's a secret sauce in itself. Can you step in? can you show those parts of yourself and own them and and be like uh, yeah that that's what i did yeah i i used to go out six nights a week yes all i did was party and drink and do drugs and i was so wrapped up in just such a dark fast lifestyle that i didn't even see i didn't even see how how bad it really was until having been so far removed from it years later and i can really attest i was trying to think of like what what changed for me what shifted what what was the big the big bang like what stopped me in my tracks of this just this path i was on that i joke sometimes with my friends i'm like i don't know how i made it out of la alive and then when I went to training in New York, I was still a mess. New York, go from LA to New York, the city that does not sleep. You can party all night. But then I'd have to get up and ride a bike. So in a lot of ways, there were two moments in my life that I think truly saved me. I broke up or rather A guy I was dating for quite some time broke up with me. We had been, like, partying. We used to party so hard together, and it almost, like, it almost made it okay because we used to do it with each other, and that in itself was just, like, wildly toxic. But, uh, like, I still don't even remember clearly the whole story, but we had gone out. We had gone out with friends, whatever. Um, I even still remember where we went in L.A., and in the morning, I like woke up alone in my bed and I couldn't really remember the whole night, but it was just like, whatever. That's just what we did. We like would go out and party and it would be fun. And then we would go to a pool party in the morning and like, whatever. Life was great. Quote, unquote. Life was great. I broke up with this guy. Rather, he broke up with me. I never got answers. I never got closure. It left like huge gaping wounds of abandonment, which is something I still battle with day in and day out. I have really deep seated wounds of abandonment. And I work every day on that, but that's another, we'll have to table that for another, for another podcast, TBD. But I was so upset. Like this was the one that rocked me. We all have that one breakup that it causes us to change and look at or change everything that we thought we knew about ourselves and start to really dissect, okay, how do I, how do I move on from this? How do I pick up, what, how do I, what are all the things I'm doing that are not making me the best version of me? And I was really fortunate at the time. I had a friend named Brit Deanda, um, and she actually has a podcast called Elevate the Globe. She's super, she's just like a juicy human being and she's super into Kundalini yoga and she's just like, you know, when you meet someone, you're just like, mm. Like, I just wanna, I just wanna like suck you up. Like, I love you. I love everything about your like aura, essence, everything you're about. And she actually gave me the book Spirit Junkie by Gabby Bernstein. And up until this point, I had never heard of Gabby. That book saved my life because. I related so much to Gabby's story of her partying in New York and all this behavior that just like you get to a point where it's just, it's not working for me anymore. This isn't working for me anymore. That book saved my life and put me on a completely different path from what I was doing. I'd say the second thing that saved me was Soul Cycle was the fitness journey and the wellness journey and the mindfulness journey because you can't be the party girl and the fitness girl. You can't be both. And 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 maybe some people are doing it out there and you can kind of quasi be both, but you can't really be both. You can't be out trashing your body and then getting up and working out. I mean, you'll pass out. You'll, you'll liter- you're literally burning the candle at both ends and you will have your own bathroom floor moment. Those two people can't exist. And I learned that pretty much the hard way in, in soul cycle training in New York. In fact, like my whole group had a joke. I had this one red trucker hat that I got at a stand-up paddle boarding event in Malibu. <laughs> Go figure. And whenever I was hungover in training, I would wear that hat in, and everybody was like, oh, shit, Maddie's banged up, and we got to ride for like five hours right now. And the only reason that I could do it was because – I was so physically, physically trained with riding SoulCycle. Like it was so, like I've said it before, it was my lifeblood. It was such a hobby for me. But had I not been such a good physical athlete, I don't think I would have survived training, period. That's really when I learned like, girl, you got to lock it up. You got to lock it up. Because if you're serious about this, like the goal and the dream of what Soul Cycle was and being an instructor meant more to me than anything else in the entire world. Like, I mean, that is literally why I moved away from California, the Golden Coast, Malibu, life rolls on, the things that I loved so much I still love. I think about daily. Only something that you are so laser-focused on becoming and can pull you away from, from your love of where you lived. I mean, I had a totally different lifestyle in L.A., And I oftentimes think about, God, who would Maddie be if she moved back to L.A. today? And I fantasize about it, but don't worry, I'm not leaving Boston. But I'm a completely different human being. Don't get me wrong, I still go out from time to time. I always regret it because my body is just, it's different now. My brain's in a different place. I want different things. I love waking up early and feeling great. I love knowing everything I've done. I love remembering all the going, you know, like everything. And it's just just such a different place where I am now versus where I was 5 years ago, 10 years ago. It's wild. Anyway, I feel like I got slightly sidetracked because I could really go on so many tangents about, about this subject. But at the end of the day, I think when you truly start showing up as the best version of you, it's when you own all the different parts of you, the ones that you're not necessarily proud of, being able to accept your flaws and stand in your power and stand confidently and believe in yourself and all that you are. Common question I get asked is, "How do you show up and and just do you, Maddie, and be you? Like you don't care what people think." Well, of course I care what people think. That's always going to be something innately in us. We care what others think because we want to be accepted and we want to be loved. That's innately a human thing. That's never going to go away. But it's how you can combat that. How you can how you can put it at bay and know and be so confident in what you're doing and your path and all that you are that. No one can knock you off your center because you're grounded in it and what you are and your beliefs. And that girl or guy shows up a whole hell of a lot differently than somebody that's still grappling with their past or not owning all that they are and their mistakes and their wild fuck-ups. Those are two completely different people. And by the way, it's it's brave. It's a level of bravery to say, this is what I am. Can you love me anyway? This is what I've done. I'm still me. I'm still a human. Can you love me? Are we good? Because you you can't love half of someone and not all of them. You can't love people when they're in their light and they're in their champion moments and their winner's circle and not love when they fall or they fail or they hit those rock bottoms because we all have them. I think my last point to mold it all together into this nice little thing, put a bow on it, if you will, is just sometimes we look at people and we put them on a pedestal and we, we envy them or we're so excited about who they are and all they are, but we're really only seeing so much, especially nowadays with these beautiful, glossy, presets on Instagram that just make everything look so beautiful and honky dory and just we are so obsessed with people's people's highlight reel and their high moments and you know the picture of the girl swinging on the swing in Bali or whatever it is or like the couple making out on like Bondi Beach whatever it is we're seeing these things and it's making us feel less than and all we're seeing is someone's highlight reel we're not seeing their past or what's gotten them to that point. And I, I personally really relate to the messy ones, the chaotic ones, the people that are, are, know they're, they're dealing with things and they are moving through it with as much grace as possible. Those are my people. I like it messy. I like it chaos because that, that's real. That's real life. And that's what I've built my authenticity on, What I've, what I feel like I've built my brand on. Is just being able to own it. And that didn't come overnight. And it took a lot of deep work. And it, I'm still sometimes embarrassed about things. There's stories I tell that people are literally like, there's no way that's a real story. And I'm like, oh yeah, baby, that's a real story that happened for better or worse. I'm always really honored when people want to know my story. But the truth is we all have a story. We all have the light parts of us. And we all have the dark parts of us. And I think that those of us who can really accept who we are and step into all of it and accept all of it need to help people along the way on their path where they are because the only way to <laughs> to to move through it is to sometimes go, you know, lean into it and actually go through and go through it. And who better to talk about it than than the ones that have come before us or people who have actually experienced these things. Lastly, I will just leave you with one of my favorite little Gabby Bernstein quotes. This is actually from the book, The Universe Has Your Back. And I feel like it goes without saying, if you don't know who she is or you've never picked up one of her books, do yourself a solid and and get to it. But it goes a little something like this. The pathway to healing occurs when you love yourself so much that the darkness from the past can no longer coexist with your faith in the light of the present moment. <sighs> Good stuff. That is all I have for y'all today. I'm so excited that you tuned in, that you listened. I hope you got something out of it. Remember, follow me on Instagram. Check out my website. Get in contact with me. I want to hear from you. No me without you. We end the same way every week and exactly how I end every single soul class I teach. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.